focus on my music. Let me just find my slides. Sincerest apologies. These are some of the problems that you deal with as um, All right, ah, thank you very much. Sorry for the interruption.
All right. Um, please, can someone just confirm to me if you can hear me now? All right. Thank you very much. Um, so let me just quickly say a quick word of welcome to um, the GIZ participants. Um, you're here because of uh, Intel Spectra um, Consulting. Now, we also have participants from Farmers Online Marketing. And um, we also have individuals that have joined us through the NYSAL microfinance uh, scheme. Um, so moving on from um, the introduction, we, today we're mostly going to be looking at monitoring evaluation, and then we're going to look uh, at uh, mentoring and the role of BSPs. I will try to um, look at your chats as we go on. So. Um, just leave a chat if you have any questions or any comments that you'd like to make, and I'll try to address them as we go on. Um, so just quickly moving on from um, the introduction, we'll be looking at, um, first and foremost, determining your progress. Um, I'd like to tell a story of when I started my business. Uh, mostly it was just, you know, just a single individual. I had a law firm then, um, and we're concentrating on corporate legal practice. So it meant I did a lot of um, incorporation um, services, um, documents, drafting, and whatnot. Um, so it was easy for me to just, um, you know, run the business one-on-one -on -one with the clients. And one of the things that we were really excited about was hitting our first 100K. At that time, this was 2015, 2016. You know, having 100K in our account as profit was like a huge deal. We were really excited about that. Um, but then we realized that in order to be able to serve the number of customers we started having, uh, we needed to increase the number of staff that we had. So in as much as we have, um, you know, set up these organizations or for whatever reason it is, that we have set up these companies. Um, one of the things that we begin to look at is what determines progress for us? What is your goal? What is the end game of setting up um, the organization? So it could be your physical structure. Um, you have, um, I don't know, for those of us that are in Abuja, HMedics is quite popular. Um, and then you, you all of a sudden they're everywhere. They have opened branches uh, left, right, and center. And I'm sure um, during the first session, we talked about um, um, growing your company and um, how do you determine when you should start to expand your company. So for some of us, it's the physical structure that determines growth. And then you now start to look at things like, at what point should you start expanding? Do you expand after you have reached a certain amount or you have many customers in a certain area? So you need to um, begin to look at these things as a business owner, as a business founder. Uh, so do you open branches or do you remain in a particular location for a number of years before you expand? Um, some people look at um, ex employee satisfaction. It's not a very popular consideration for progress or growth, but then you have, um, you have organizations that want 
to recruit staff, either for security reasons, they don't want to keep changing their staff. So they ensure that their staff are very comfortable so that they don't look to going uh, elsewhere and probably giving out their trade secrets. So they ensure that their employees are very satisfied and remain loyal to them. We also have um, circumstances where it's a number of years in existence. Um, it's more popular in Lagos where you see companies that have existed for years, since 80s, since 70s. Um, I, I was in Lagos recently and sometimes you see the structures in Lagos that have existed since colonial era. Some businesses want to have that as their mark. Um, some other uh, businesses like Miss Queen mentioned yesterday, they have started with a flagship product and then they are looking to increase the um, products that will be produced by their organization. So it just depends on what your end game is. What do you hope to achieve by this organization that you have set up? Um, so that's, when you have that in mind, it will determine um, the kinds of uh, KPIs that you put in place. Now, KPIs are generally referred to as key performance indicators, indices, um, whichever term you decide to use. But generally, you just want to have things in place that lets you know, oh, we have decided that for us, we want to be able to reach a certain amount in a certain number of years. Um, if that is what determines growth for you, what do you need to put in place? It means you probably be constantly checking your accounts. Now, when you're looking at your account, if you remember from the financial management session that you had, you're not looking at monies going in and out per se. You are looking at the profit, the profit that the organization or the company, the business is able to generate. And that means you're going to be paying particular attention to your, um, your cash flow. You're going to be paying attention to um, getting an auditor, getting an accountant. Um, because that is what you have determined as good. Now, if it is the structure, then you'd probably be concentrating on the service that you're providing and ensuring that the customers are satisfied with those services that you're providing. Because if the customers are satisfied, it means that your customer base will grow. And if your customer base grows, then you will need to open a branch somewhere else. Um, so, so those are some of the things that we need to put in place. Um, as Bako mentioned, you would... Um, be able to find um, online tools, online um, uh, apps that particularly are used for measuring key performance indices. So if it is the um, performance of staff or it is the performance of the organization, you can find apps. Um, sometimes you can even use an Excel sheet that allows you to keep records and you know, look at what you've done, what the company is doing, and then determine uh, what would be progress for you. So these key performance indices needs to be put in place. Now, some of us are in this training because we look to get a loan. Now, if your main focus or if the main reason why you're attending this session is to get a loan, then it means that you should have been keeping records because those are some of the things that uh, the bank is going to require from you. The bank is going to require that you have been keeping records. They're going to look looking at your bank statements. They're going to be looking at your cash flow. 
and analyzing this um, um, uh, this data that you've been keeping. Um, you all agree with me that in this age and uh, day and age of um, technology, data has become king um, because you're looking at okay. For example, uh, just a simple data. If you have if you have the population you have in Lagos, you probably just be focusing on one percent of that population. But then if you're in an area where the population is less um, populated, then you'd be looking at capturing a larger number of people to be able to um, you know, meet up with a business that is set up elsewhere. So sometimes this um, information, this data that is kept also helps us to determine where should I set up my business and um, where should I set up my business and during what season should I set up my business? So for, say, for example, you want to set up a cold room during the raining season. Now, drinks are not going to be so hot. So you probably have only people that are very, you know, particular about drinking cold drinks, looking for cold rooms. So that means that that's during cold season, uh, need for cold drinks and cold produces will probably be lower, except if it's frozen food, which is a different thing altogether. So you need to look at data. You need to keep data also, um, not just for this particular loan, but also when you're pitching your product and your services to uh, not just um, in uh, prospective, um, investors, but also when you're looking at like um, the person that was talking about coconuts uh, yesterday, you know, and Miss Queen suggested, why don't you try to partner with the farm? The farm is already set up, the farm is already producing. Now, the farm will need to know that you have the capacity to pay for these products or you have the capacity to generate money from these products. How do you show that you have the capacity? It is by showing your key performance indices. So it, it depends on what you want to use as your key performance indicators. So you could use your bank statement, you could use your um, number of customers that come in, uh, which now goes back to when um, Mr. Bako was mentioning that you could use um, the um, monkey survey to collect information. All right. Um, also, it's good to mention that there are two main aspects, uh, two main factors that people use um, to keep KPI. So it could either be financial or non-financial um, to determine um, progress or growth. So if you're using the financial KPIs, then you're looking at things like your profit and loss reports, outstanding revenues and revenue by service. So revenue by service would be, okay, which particular service do we render? For example, my organization doesn't particularly um, render services as per litigation. We are focused more on administration and corporate legal services because we don't generate now people want to go to court and they're immediately looking for a son. Now, until we become SAN, we don't have that kind of clientele that will keep us in business. So we focus on, on other aspects of the business. So say, for example, um, you're in poultry business. 
what should you concentrate on? Should it be the chicken, the eggs, or even the feather? Who have started collecting chicken feather to produce pillows, to produce um, uh, chairs and things like that. So which aspect of your business is generating more money? Then you concentrate on that particular aspect of your business. We also have non-financial KPIs. So you'd be looking at things like uh, customer satisfaction. Um, you agree with me that even the large banks um, till date, they still send you um, feedback forms to feel um, they want to know if you're satisfied, areas where they need uh, to make corrections. Because why? They want to improve on their services and keep their customers. And, you know, it's not when you become a big organization before you start to look for feedback. In fact, you start to look for feedback from the moment you start putting out your products and service on the shelf. Some of this feedback will not be pleasant, trust me. They can be very devastating sometimes because you get feedback that makes you just want to shut down and go home and you know, get a job where you don't have to be dealing with customers. But then um, it's important that you get this feedback because um, even though what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but then you know where you need to make improvements. And that just helps you. Um, Mr. Bako mentioned that you can also have website traffic, um, setting up a website. How many people visit your website? Should you concentrate on the website or, you know, just concentrate on Instagram. People have been able to um, solely sell their products and services on Instagram. So which of the social engagements should you concentrate on? Should it be website? Should it be um, social media platforms? All these things that you need to look at just helps you to be able to keep data, um, not just for um, presentation to investors, but also to vendors, uh, people that you'd like to work with. In fact, sometimes you want to attract um, employees that will boost your business. How do you do that? You show them where you're coming from, where you hope to go to, and how you're doing that. And all this you get from keeping KPIs. So the, object, so the KPIs mostly is just the objective, the measurement, um, and then at the end of the day, you evaluate. So moving on, we are going to be looking now at monitoring and evaluation. Monitoring, um, it's mostly popular for those of us in the um, NGO um, sector. Um, you tend to have more of monitoring and evaluation in those kinds of organizations because you need to give feedback, especially to donors and investors in those situations. So mostly when you're doing monitoring and evaluation, you're just looking at where are we now? Where do we want to go to? And what we have put in place, what has it achieved? Has it taken us closer to our goal or has it taken us farther away from our goal or have we not achieved anything yet? I'd like to tell um, an interesting story I heard um, from one of uh, our facilitators. He told the story of um, an NGO that went and sunk a borehole in a particular community. Now, he noticed that um, the, the organization noticed that the people in the community were not using the borehole. Why were they not using the borehole? The only way they could find out was by asking. 
So that is sort of evaluating. They've monitored and seen that it's not being used. Now they're evaluating by asking questions. Why aren't you using the borehole? And then they got the feedback that the women tend to, you know, get their away time from their house chores, from their husbands, from their children, when they walk to the stream. That is where they go to exchange stories, gossip and whatnot. So for them, putting a borehole right in front of their houses was taking away that uh, time for them to be able to have those discussions. So they didn't um, want to use it. So sometimes when you are setting up your business, your assumption is that this thing is good. Yes, the product is good. Yes, the product will be helpful. But then when you put out the product, you need to continually seek, monitor, uh, which area do I sell the most? Which of our products sells the most? Which of our staff sells the most? In fact, with the area of staff, you start to look at, for those of us in the service industry, which of your staff delivers best to your customers? And then you can get that staff to train the other staff on what is it that they do? How is it that they relate? Even though our personalities are different, there's nothing that cannot be taught and learned. Um, so it's important for you to monitor, evaluate, and then take decisions based on what you have done. So this is just a sample. This is a sample um, of uh, a monitoring um, project. Um, so you, they have the charter, the revisions, the stakeholders, the guidelines, and who is responsible, the start date, due date. So there are so many different variations that you would find. In fact, you can find um, some of these templates on uh, Google Forms. Um, once you have a Gmail account, you automatically have access to Google Forms. So you can use this to check. Um, you can use this um, template. Some of them are free, some of them are paid. It just depends on what kind of um, you know, information you want to gather and how sophisticated you want it to be. In fact, you can use an Excel sheet and just put up what is it you want to monitor, who is responsible for doing that monitoring. In fact, um, I, was, I, I was shocked one time when someone said, when, when we ask people to sign at the entrance of our building, it's not because we really want to know who came into the building. We want to know which particular office they go to the most. And that helps us to determine where we should put more resources. So it's important that we monitor and evaluate our businesses just to help us know where we should focus on for improvement and also for support. Um, evaluation generally is made based on information that you have gathered. So once you've gathered all this information, you then use it to make informed decisions. It's easier for a manager to say, we need more staff, we need an extra vehicle, or we need more supplies. For those of us that are in manufacturing, uh, when you're getting your raw material, someone has to monitor and evaluate how often do we need to buy a certain product? How often do we need to buy a certain raw material? Which of the vendors supplies on time? So that just helps you to make better and informed decisions, as I said earlier. 
Um, I'm sure during the first session, uh, sorry, the second session, Mr. Yunana, Yahaya Yunana mentioned um, the business model canvas as opposed to the business plan. So you can incorporate, you can fuse these two um, tables together and just helps you to make um, better um, decisions. So you can use the business model canvas to design, um, you know, an evaluation table. So that just helps you to look at the problem, the solution that you're solving, uh, your cost structure and your revenue streams. So the business model canvas is not just, um, just to put up um, what the business is going to do, but also what the business is already doing and how they want to do it. And so for this particular table, you'd notice that they've, they've mentioned their problems, they've put down the particular problem that they have. They're putting in ex existing alternatives. Um, and then they're also looking at their unique value proposition. It senior offers um, startup academy training where you delve deeply into the business model canvas and just look at um, how you can make your business unique because everybody, um, in fact, someone mentioned yesterday that um, uh, an entrepreneur had approached them and said, you know, they had come up with this fantastic idea and then said, oh, can we consult with another entrepreneur who is also in the same um, field? And they discovered that that person had, you know, the idea he came with, someone else had already developed that idea. So as much as you think your idea is unique, trust me, someone else is thinking about it. What different, differentiates one business from the other is in the unique value proposition. How can you make your business different? How can you make your business, um, how can you differentiate your business? I, I passed through Balogo Market and CMS, and I'm like, everybody is selling something. In fact, there are roles where um, they are selling, you know, buckets, plastic containers and whatnot. And the products are similar. But then everybody has their own customer. What endears, um, you know, customers to you? I remember the lady yesterday was asking, if cost of products have gone up, how do you translate that to the customer? Would the customer still be willing to pay? Or the customers are unwilling but then you also need to determine who is your customer. If your product is unique, for example, the person doing the coconut oil, um, it, it, it's, it's a product, you know, most handmade products are more expensive than the products that are produced via machinery. And if you understand that and you are able to communicate that to the customer, then the customer will appreciate. Now everybody's going organic, um, non-processed and, and non-GMO, all sorts of non, 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 non uh, uh, you know, additives that we add to products and services just to be able to stand apart from what is available in the market. So those are things that you need to consider uh, when setting up your business. So you've looked, we've looked at, you know, what should determine our progress? What should determine growth for us? How do we intend to succeed? What is your vision for your business? Once you've determined what your vision is, then you need to start putting your KPIs in place. You're not just putting KPIs in place. You're also monitoring and evaluating how close are we to the goal that we have set. When you monitor, you evaluate, then you make decisions. 
sometimes the decisions you would make would be to take one step backward. It's not all the time that your decision is go forward, go forward, go forward. Sometimes the decisions that we make would mean taking a step back, which might not seem like progress, but then coming back and doing much, much better than what we were doing. So it's good to get feedback and make better informed decisions. Um, one of the ways that you can achieve this is by having a mentor. Um, when I started business, one of the things that Itinia did was to ensure that every participant had a mentor that was a business mentor and coach. Now, my mentor was able to help me to avoid certain mistakes that generally startup um, founders make. Um, it's, it's another way to look at mentoring is to see um, the way the, the businessmen from the East set up um, their businesses. It's quite interesting and I really do hope, and I keep mentioning that I hope that someone will take it up and actually document it so that we can use it in, in our trainings, in our entrepreneurship programs and whatnot. What the people from the East do is to have uh, you know, the, the mentee being part and parcel of their daily lives. So he lives with his, uh, now they're called master. He lives with his master. He wakes up with his master. He goes to the shop or to the business with the master. He sees how the master relates with his customers. And then he's able to replicate that when he sets up. In, in fact, the master helps him to set up his own business. And in fact, sometimes gives customers to uh, his protege. So these are some of the things that uh, mentoring has been able to achieve. Now, that might not be a very documented um, process. And sometimes it differs from one community to the other how it is done. But when you have formal mentoring and business coaching, then it's focused on growing you as an individual and as a business founder. So we need to really look at what does it mean for us to have a mentor? What does it mean to have someone? Sometimes we have spiritual mentors that help us in our spiritual lives. Why not have someone that helps you in your business as well? Etinia also offers that service through um, the Sustainable World Corporation. So we have um, two organizations that are working hand in hand to provide business uh, mentoring and business coaching for founders of businesses and for people that are just generally interested in running businesses. Also, um, just looking at this um, table, um, we have the goals that are set uh, with you and your mentor. So the mentor and the mentee set goals of what they want to achieve. The coach through the mentor coaches the mentee through the process of achieving these goals by providing guidance, by providing training, motivating, impacting the knowledge that they have. Um, in as much as you know your pastor or uh, your imam or whoever it is you look up to, um, you know, is a great person. You need to have someone that is very aware of business. Business, the business society, business environment is very different. Um, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure that those of you that have had, you know, your family members telling you, why won't you just get a job? Why are you stressing yourself? 
But once you've decided to take this journey, you need someone that will be able to give you encouragement and support um, while you're running your business. Um, please feel free to drop questions. If you have any questions, just uh, let me know um, and then we'll take them as we go. Um, so at the end of the day, the end goal of having a mentor is just to ensure that you succeed in your business. All right, um, moving on from mentorship, um, I mentioned just a few minutes ago that we also work with an organization that provides business support services. So you have, um, it, it's, it's sort of like a community, most, most, uh, mostly described as the hub, business hub, where we have um, different uh, businesses from different aspects um, coming together, we have IT people, we have legal people, um, we have people in manufacturing, they're all coming together under one organization um, that provides support um, for entrepreneurs. So it's not specific for a particular kind of, even though we have tech, tech hubs, we have tech hubs that are particular for those in IT um, development, but then, our hub focuses on general um, businesses, services, and just provides uh, general um, business guidance. So it's more of um, an ecosystem that supports businesses. So this is rendered by the Sustainable World Corporation, which is a partner organization with its senior. I'm just going to use this as a case study. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find a hub or find a group of people uh, where you can work with um, just to get um, support. So we have soft support services, we have physical structure, and then we have funding. Um, one of my first trips to Sweden was because of being part of this uh, sustainable innovation hub. And so they provide um, services through its senior. So I talked about the startup academy. So that's one of the pre-start, um, the startup um, um, services that we provide. So we have pre-start services where you can find workspaces for those of you in Abuja that are interested. Uh, you can sit and work with other entrepreneurs because the idea is to provide an ecosystem that supports entrepreneurs. So um, it reduces the cost of setting up businesses on your own, um, setting up offices on your own because it's shared. It means also all the costs um, is shared between the entrepreneurs and the organization. Then you also have the startup um, like I mentioned earlier, where you have the basic startup training. We also have co-work spaces for those in the startup phases. And then um, we have um, grants for scale-ups, which is um, based on being part of that community. And then uh, we also have um, things like the pitch, um, pitch competitions where um, investors are invited and then businesses pitch their ideas and are able to get funding. Then we have also the scale-up stage where most of us um, are, you know, currently I'm sure most of us are at the scale-up stage um, where you now start having accelerator and growth coaching. 
it's a different coaching from the startup coaching now you have accelerator coaching and then um, office spaces so now you're no longer using the co-work spaces you're more in uh, an office space and then we have the exit stage where this is where my specialty is um, because most of us don't have proper legal structures uh, when we are starting businesses um, so we go from setting up in, you know incorporating the businesses and if it is incorporated have you been uh, filing your your proper documents um, I, 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 I found myself in a situation advising a, a client once um, he had been running businesses for years without registering the name of his business some of you are applying for this loan uh, as individuals but then um, when you apply as an individual, there's more risk to you as a person. But then when you are a registered entity, then the corporate entity, which is also identified as a person, now takes up uh, those challenges. So it's good to have legal structure for your business. Also, we find that most of us have not been remitting tax. I remember someone mentioned yesterday that um, he went to the Lagos Inner Revenue Service and you know, he, someone was trying to swindle him. Kudos to you that you have even made an attempt. Some of us do not even want to have anything to do with paying taxes. But then in the future, when you find out that, okay, for you to be able to bid for certain kinds of contracts or to be able to supply to certain kinds of um, organizations, you need to have these things in place. When they request for them and you don't have them, then you now have to start paying penalties. So it's best to comply, um, find, find a way of complying and reducing the cost rather than um, accruing penalties in the future. Um, someone is asking, uh, mentors ordinarily should be someone who have made success in the area of business or dealings that you want to tread on. Um, any examples of business of businesses on different? Yeah, that was why I mentioned that. Now I can refer to um, there used to be a guy uh, at a shop I used to go to where I live. It was a big shop. I think. Um, his boss had been trained by um, the, the owner of Ebano. He came to Abuja, set up his own shop. And then the sales boy now has his own shop, which is closer, uh, just down the street from his boss. You know, that might not be documented, but then it exists. Um, but for those that are documented, you'd find people like Mike, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He has a mentor. Jeff Bezos has a mentor. And if you read their stories, they will tell you how their mentors have impacted on their lives. Uh, so in as much as, uh, you know, we tend not to mention these things, if you were to ask Dangote, I am sure he'll be able to point to someone. I think I heard the story of, I'm not sure if it's true, of an uncle who supported him in setting up his business. So in as much as these stories are not properly documented, they exist and they might not even be formal relationships. It might not be that, you know, the person comes to you and says, I am your mentor, but then these relationships exist. And well, 
it's not compulsory, but then if you have someone that helps you to avoid mistakes, I think that would be for the best. For example, when I started hiring, when I started hiring um, staff, you know, because I was coming from being an employee and an employee to becoming an employer, you know, there were certain things that my my employer and my mentor was able to help me um, establish in dealing with, you know, employing other persons. So sometimes those relationships help, but they're not compulsory. Um, for taxes, uh, most of you are in Lagos. Lagos is a very unique um, environment. Um, so you probably need to consult um, with a tax consultant. We have people that specifically tax consultants and they'll be able to assist you with um, how much you're to pay for tax and how you should um, go about sorting that out. Um, so if you're not in Abuja, like I mentioned, there are hubs. I think Lagos is the base, the main base of business hubs. So I'm sure if you check um, online on the internet, you'll be able to find um, hubs that are close to your location. Um, someone is asking, what is the cost, cost of the co-workspace? Please, can you send a message to the admin? I'll also take note and have the admin send you what the cost of the co-workspace is. And that's Mr. Ina Okopi. Um, all right, someone is asking a question uh, that is particularly uh, on task, on tax. Um, this I'll suggest that you contact um, a tax consultant or an auditor um, to find out, uh, Mr. Benedict, to find out what is applicable to your business. Okay, someone is asking how can one be part of it's um, senior. Um, so, Mr. Atundu, Mr. Atundu Thomas, okay, um, will also be contacting you. So, at the end of today's training, um, we're going to we're going to um, practice what we've learned by sending you a monkey survey um, form. So, once you get the monkey survey, please fill out. Um, the information so that we'll be able to improve uh, if there are areas that we need to improve on. And then we'll also be able to get your contact for those of you who want uh, further interaction with a senior, we'll be able to get your contact and then we'll send you um, information on any event. We have a lot of workshops and seminars um, from time to time and then we'll inform you um, about that. Okay, um, for those of you in Lagos, uh, we are also um, looking, because of the recent pandemic, most of the things we're doing now are, um, are virtual, are online. So you'd be able to join for, for workshops or seminars that are online, we'll be able to inform you and then add you to that. So um, we are really trying to work on developing an ecosystem that supports entrepreneurship and supports entrepreneurs at whatever stage. So for those of us that are just working on our ideas, uh, I think yesterday I saw uh, a template for um, idea evaluation. 
Um, so you evaluate the idea, um, iterate on the idea, and then put, you know, what we call an MVP. You put it out in the market, uh, sort of like creating a mini version of the product and then putting it out in the market, again, getting feedback. And then you keep, um, you keep um, improving as you go on. Some of us would start, uh, I think Ms. Green mentioned it yesterday, you start your business um, as one thing and then it ends up being another thing. And that is why it is important that we need to uh, keep working on our idea, keep improving on our ideas and um, definitely you succeed one way or the other because as Nigerians ordinarily just being a Nigerian is enough for you to be tenacious. We tend to be very tenacious people. Um, we have a lot of articles um, on Instagram. Um, I think that's the best place to communicate with us. If you have, if you want to find out more about us, just want to read up on uh, workshops that we've done. Um, if you follow us at etsinia.ng um, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, at Etsinia Nigeria on um, LinkedIn, you'll be able to find out more about us. Uh, Mr. Ina, um, we will be sending you information on how much um, the co-work space is. The admin will send that information uh, to you. Um, Thomas is asking how and when are the certificates for the training to be issued to us. Okay, now uh, once we conclude on the training today, uh, there are a couple of things that are going to be shared um, with us. So um, we'll be sharing, you know, links and sites on where you can find out uh, more about Etsinia. We'll, please, we'll be sending you um, the survey um, so that you can give us your feedback and your contact details so that we can, um, you know, be able to reach you. Um, also, we'll be sharing Also, we'll be sharing um, a link. Let me just quickly get the link. It will be shared with you on uh, in WhatsApp. It will be shared with you on WhatsApp, but then um, I'm just going to share it here now. For those of us um, who can, you can just get the link and just give us your feedback so that we can um, improve on we can improve on the services we are rendering and then find out uh, how we can keep in touch with you. All right. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I didn't realize my video was off. So sorry about that. Um, thank you, Mr. Michael for, um, sorry. All right, thank you, Mr. Okopiagu uh, for mentioning that. Sorry, I forgot to put my video on all this while. Um, yeah, um, more information about NISA Microfinance Bank. For those of us that are GIZ participants, um, please find out from, uh, I think Mr. Shekun is your contact person from Intel and Spectra Consulting. They'll be able to tell you what exactly you should do with your next step. Um, if you intend to apply for the NISA loan. Uh, so we just do the training. We are um, Entrepreneurial Development Institute for NISA. But NISA, um, 
right. NICEL um, are the ones that will approve. So, okay, so let me just um, say, the next step is that uh, your certificates will be issued um, by the end of today, end of business today or first thing Monday morning because we have a process for getting, we need to get your um, codes. Once we get the codes, we'll issue you your certificate. So that should be between the end of business today and Monday morning, you get your certificates. Once you get your certificates, if you are signed up on the NICEL platform, for those of us signed up on the NICEL platform, you go back to your registration and continue um, the registration. Um, uh, GIZ, Intel Spectra will be able to guide you on your next steps. Then you're going to be submitting a business plan. For those of us that don't have business plans, you need to get a business plan. Now, we do not provide business plan services, but then we can connect you to Intel Spectra. Intel Spectra um, assists with uh, business plans for a fee. Um, so please remember that it's for a fee. You also pay for the business plan template, which is provided by NISAL Microfinance Bank itself. Once you submit your business plan, then NISAL will contact you if you're successful, um, which is why we'll, uh, we'll encourage that you get someone to assist you with your business plan, because sometimes um, the people that you know, provide this assistance know what should be looked out for and then you know, put it properly so that you can um, succeed in getting the business plan. Okay, yeah, with regards to the recordings, which is the next, uh, yeah, I was going to get that, get to that right now. Um, with regards to the recordings, they have been recorded on the, to the cloud. So we're going to try to get um, them off there and we we'll probably need to edit because um, most of the sessions are uh, an hour, two hours. So we we'll need to compress that and then put it um, in, in a, in a, in a state where you can easily access it because that would require a lot of data. So we'd want to compress it and then, you know, edit before we send it out. So that should also be done by end of business today or first thing Monday morning. But the admin has told me already that, you know, we have recordings, but they are still on the cloud and she's going to try to download them before we can share. So we'll either be sharing them as um, via Anchor, or YouTube. So we'll see uh, which one will be best so that you get full advantage of the recordings. Um, Itinia also has um, a workshop that will be coming up soon. It's called Design Thinking, which just helps you to focus on creating unique businesses. Um, like I mentioned earlier, there are so many businesses out there um, everybody's struggling in the marketplace, as we learned yesterday. Everybody's trying to become the next cowbell story. How do you do that? It's by, um, it's by you know, designing your product, designing your services in such a way that you're innovative. Um, and then you're providing value and then you're communicating value to the customer. Um, I really do hope, okay, thank you. Um, I really do hope that, you know, we are able to get, one of the things that Ms. Green mentioned, which I find quite interesting, every time she says it, I think of it is sometimes 
the money you are looking for from an investor, you can generate that money from your business. So I really do hope that we succeed in getting the loan because that will reduce the stress. But even if you don't get the loan, you need to work hard on the business. You need to be inventive. You need to be creative in your business. Um, you can't just do what your next door neighbor is doing. We can't continue business as usual. We need to become um, not just the, uh, there are so many entrepreneurs. No, we need to be unique entrepreneurs. Um, I don't know if anyone has any particular question. I've been reading the chats and I hope I have answered all the questions in the chat, but in case I haven't, um, if there's any question that anyone has, um, I've taken a bit of your time. It's um, all right, Mr. Uh, Mokacha is asking uh, for the next um, senior event. The next senior event is going to be on design thinking and it's going to be from the 2nd of November. Uh, let me see if I can share the link to that event. I'll try to share the link to that event. If I don't share it here, I'll definitely share it. Um, uh, we'll definitely try to share it via um, WhatsApp, and then you can ask um, you can ask the admin, and she'll definitely send it to you. I don't think I can get it immediately here now. All right. So. Uh, Okay, the maximum, the maximum um, as per the NISA website, the maximum amount one can get for a loan is 10 million. But that also includes all the deductions for administration, opening of account and things like that. So um, on the website, what they have been telling us is that the maximum is 10 million. Yes, a startup can access the loan. A startup can access the loan. Uh, Mr. Deuti, yes, uh, a startup can access the loan. All right, I've taken much of your time. Um, if we have any further questions, you can just send them via WhatsApp. I'm sure we all have the WhatsApp number. Um, if you don't have the WhatsApp number, just um, find out. Find out from the. Um, from the coordinator, they'll be able to send it to you. The name of the bank is NYSA Microfinance Bank. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, right now, what is available as part of this EDI training is the NYSA Microfinance Bank admins. It's actually, it was actually developed specifically for um, those in the agribusiness. Um, so they also have um, directly from the NISA bank itself, because what we are dealing with is the NISA microfinance bank, but then directly from the NISA itself, they have uh, cooperative uh, loans and assistance. Um, okay. Um, for business plan writer. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, I think what we'll just do is to just have a list of things that we're going to share. So we're going to share your certificates first. 
uh, more information about the senior, your feedback form, the recordings, and then if, um, how to contact uh, for business plan. So we'll share that. Um, we'll share that with everyone via um, WhatsApp. So I'm sure the coordinator for Intel Spectra is here. If the coordinator for Intel Spectra is here, you can just leave your contact so that he can contact you for your business plan. But um, any other information that you need, just please feel free to send a WhatsApp message or send an email to itinia, uh, info at itinia, uh, ng. Okay, yeah. Let me just share our email address. All right, so I just shared our email address. If you don't want to use WhatsApp, please feel free to... Okay. Uh, Mr. Thomas, I'm not sure I understand your last message. But then I've shared the email address. If you have any inquiries, please feel free to send an email or a WhatsApp message, and then we will surely get back to you as soon as we get it. All right, thank you so much for being such a great audience. Um, sorry, I'm not in control. Okay, yeah, WhatsApp message, yeah. Please send an email. Um, so the control does not allow me to unmute it, so that'd be nice to, um, you know, just have a quick chat if someone has questions or not, but um, I'm not in control of the mute right now. Um, but then if you have any questions, please just feel free to send a message and then we'll get back to you as soon as we are able to. Thank you so much for being part of this session. Um, thank you to GIZ, thank you to Intel Spectra, thank you to Farmers Online uh, Marketing, and for those of you who have come through uh, the NISA Microfinance Bank. Um, have a nice day, and um, please send your messages and we'll try to attend to them. Thank you very much.